Thanks for tuning in to our Cypress Church podcast. To learn more about our church, visit our website at cypresschurch.net and join us for our Sunday morning services at 9 and 11 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes for more. Okay, that's enough. I, I just wanted some music to dance to, uh, too. I mean, you know. Well, good morning. Uh, music is fun, and that's we've been going through a series this summer called Summer Mixtape. You saw it on the uh, folder that you came in with, and uh, we've been looking through the Bible book of Psalms, which is a book of songs, and we've been talking about kind of some of the favorites. The different preachers have been able to preach their favorites all throughout the summer, and so uh, this morning is no exception, but music is a lot of fun. And so good morning. Uh, welcome. Uh, to those of you who are online, welcome as well. Uh, we have just completed uh, our VBS. By the way, my name is Mike, one of the pastors here. And uh, Vacation Bible School was an amazing time. Uh, what a great, great time. Uh, matter of fact, you know, I, I, if you did anything with VBS this year, you led in some way, would you mind just standing up? We just want to recognize you. Just go ahead and stand to your feet, those who did that. Let's appreciate them. And... Um, Thank you very much. Uh, many of them uh, took time off of work, some without pay, to be able to do this, and we are really appreciative of that. And And I want to thank you as a church for uh, sponsoring and making this thing happen. It was just an incredible time. As uh, Lorena said, over 200 kids, and it was crazy. If your seat is a little more worn, um, it's because kids were standing on their chairs, and we don't mind that. Uh, they had a great time, but you know it's still called Vacation Bible School because it's 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 around the Bible and what the Bible says about God and and they learned as you heard just some great things. It was not only that God is faithful, but they looked at the story of Noah and how God is faithful to carry him through uh, that whole ordeal there. That God is compassionate, uh, like the story of Jonah and the whale, and God, God was compassionate on the city of Nineveh, but also on Jonah as well. That God is powerful. Uh, like when Jesus calmed the storm, when it was raging, Jesus was calming the storm. He's that powerful. He does control <clears throat> everything in life, including the weather. And then, and then also that God restores us, like how Jesus gives us a new life when we come to faith in him. And to see those 35 kids come to Christ and, and, and many more rededicate their lives, that's just a, a, a blessing upon blessing. And kids grew in their faith, and it was wonderful And that. Also, that God prepares us. He prepares us for all that happens in life, including some of the shipwrecks, like with the Apostle Paul. And we learned about that as they walked through the New Testament. But it was a great time. And, and every ship needs a captain. Every uh, corporation needs a head. Uh, every team needs a leader. And I just want to say uh, how much I appreciated Pastor Lorena's leadership uh, this, uh, this year. It was, uh, yeah, she did a fantastic job. Um, she's over with the kiddos at this moment, but, it, uh, you know, it, it, one of the things is not only did she help uh, create and write this, that, but one of the things she did is a great leadership uh, reality is that she empowered others to take it far beyond where she could take it. And that's why you see some of the beautiful decorations here and, and all the, 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 the acting that was done and all the different activities. And she really empowered others to do that. And that's a really great mark of leadership. And so, uh, Lorena, thank you. What a great job you did. But... In all this, that what our kids went through this past week, 
Uh, they sang some great songs, and we just have sang some of them. There'll be some more to come. But they, they were songs about God, because uh, it's important that we know God, the God of, uh, who created us, the God who put us together inside of our moms, the God who, who rules the universe. It's important to know uh, him and to know what the Bible reveals about him and what creation reveals about him. I love this Bible verse in the Bible book of Romans. It's in the New Testament. Romans chapter 1, verse 20, it says this, For his, speaking of God's invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they're without excuse, because we know that as we look out and see what God has created, that somebody had to put that together, and God did, because we know that God... uh, We can know God not only through his word, but also through his creation. And knowing God better brings us to a whole new level of faith. And the ocean uh, paints a beautiful picture of who God is and and even encourages our interaction because we love to interact with the ocean. Some love to surf, some love to scuba dive, some love to skin dive, uh, some love to swim. Uh, It's wonderful to dive in and, and enjoy the ocean just like it is wonderful to dive in and enjoy God. Now, I love the ocean. I have loved it ever since I was a little kid. I, I, I snorkeled and scuba dive and sometimes surf, <laughs> if that's what you call it, what I do. Uh, it more looks like, you know, craziness when I'm out there. But um, I, I, I've loved it. ever since I was a little kid, I really admired Jacques Cousteau. Remember, you remember him? He's from, yeah, in the undersea world of Jacques Cousteau, and I loved when he would narrate that. Oh, just good. And I wanted to be just like him. I I even wanted to be an oceanographer when I was little, and uh, and, and 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 Aquaman, he was my hero. And I used to think I actually used to think I could communicate with fish. Now I got to I got to dive when I was really young because my uncle was a dive instructor, and so he took me along and I got certified and and uh, in all of that. And I was out in an ocean dive one time, actually out in in La Jolla Cove, uh, right off of here. You can see this is La Jolla Cove. Right there, and uh, that's a beautiful area. Actually, if you if you can, can you kind of see that person in the yellow shorts over there? You see that person over there? Right at almost that exact spot is where I asked Christy to marry me. And um, we, yeah, actually, we just celebrated an anniversary just this last week, and so excited to be married to you. <laughs> We've been away for like 16 days from each other over the last few weeks, so it's fun to be together again. And uh, uh, sorry, I got a little sidetracked. Um, I was diving, that's right. I was diving uh, into um, the Hoya Cove, and I came around this one rock, and all of a sudden, this giant grouper. Now, have you, have you, I don't know if you ever encountered one of those or seen them in a, an aquarium, but when they're live right in front of you, they're about five feet wide and about six feet long, and they're just ominous. Now, they won't hurt you. They may, I mean, they guess they could bite you, but but they, they don't hurt you. And I went around the corner of a rock, and there he was just, and I just, I screamed inside of my regulator. Ah! These bubbles go, and I could tell he was laughing at me. Because he just sit there and just looked at me and just, bah, bah, bah. it was fun. But then I, I, later on in that same dive, right about where this picture seems to be taken, but kind of over around the corner, a place called the Clam there. It's, I was right there and uh, I was just coming up and I, I came up right at the same time a sea lion, whoom, right in my face like this. Now, it was a sea lion. I know the sea lion was saying something to me like, hey, what are you doing here? Uh, but sea lions are not n- nice that, you know, we think of them, or, 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 it's so much fun. No, they're not. That's, there's a reason why they call them sea lions. 
But uh, he didn't bother me at all, just kind of looked at me, I'm sure, laughing at what I, you know, was trying to do. And then he just went away, and it was great. But I knew he was saying something for sure. But I, uh, I love to the ocean. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of a, of a song, I remember. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. You guys remember this song? You know where it's from? Yeah, the little... There you go. Remember Sebastian? It's always better where it's wetter. Under the sea. Right. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Well, there's another song that speaks of who God is and, and a song that that encourages us to dive deep into God's love. It's found in the Bible in Psalm 24. And this morning, we're just going to take a brief look at three truths of God to discover as we dive deep in his love. And before we jump into that, dive into that, I want you to stand to your feet and let's just pray and ask God to challenge us this morning. Thanks for being here. Father God, thanks for just your word and how much it reveals uh, in your nature, the things that you've created reveal how amazing and incredible and wonderful and awesome and beautiful you are. And Lord, we get to have the opportunity to look in to your word this morning. I pray that you teach us something, challenge us with something, maybe even challenge us with our own view of you, God. Help us to even step a little closer to you. Bless this time, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can have a seat. And uh, I encourage you to take out the uh, the worship folder that you were given when you came in there. Lorena talked about a, a card in there. It's not just if you're a guest. Anybody really would love you to fill out at least your name. And then uh, if you want to give us any contact information, you can do that. But we'd love a prayer request we can pray for you about. Something about you, your family, uh, some things that you're concerned about, or even a praise report, you can put that on there. Uh, these go out all over the place, even all over the world. And uh, if it's something of a confidential nature, you can just check the box right there, and it will go, only go to our elders and staff. But we'd love to get, have a prayer a request from you today. And then I want to encourage you to take out the outline that's in your worship folder. There are some blanks to fill in. The answers are going to be up on the screen here as we walk along. And then I encourage you, as, after the end of the service, if you go out those double doors right here and then turn left... Uh, There's a desk there called Resource Center, and they have some study guides there that are about this size, same size as this, and they help you go deeper if you want to do a little study on Psalm 24 or if you want to have some questions to answer, but also on the back side of that are all the answers to the fill in the blanks and all the extra verses that I give out. And I give out a lot of extra verses because I think the Bible is a great book, and I think you ought to study it, and so maybe you'd look up some of those or you can write them down on your notes as well. But uh, take your Bible and open to Psalm 24. If you don't have a Bible with you and you'd like to look through one, uh, our ushers are coming down the aisle. They have a stack of Bibles. If you want to borrow one, just wave at them. They'd be happy to give you a little loaner there, and you can just look at it while you're there and just leave it on your seat when you're done, and and we can go from there. But um, So let's plunge into Psalm 24. That was supposed to be my underwater voice. They did that a few times at VBS and Okay, I thought it didn't work for service either, so never mind. But let's plunge into Psalm 24 and to gain a greater understanding of God. See, for knowing God better brings us into a whole new level of faith. Uh, The first of these three truths of God is to discover uh, as we dive deep into his love. The first is God is sovereign. Hopefully you have your Bible open to Psalm 24 Psalms found in the very middle of your Bible almost, and they're all numbered 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, all the way to 24. So find that out. This Psalm is written by David. David uh, is a king. David is 
a wonderful man after God's own heart. He had some little issues in life, but, but David is an incredible poet and, uh, and a composer and author, and uh, most of the Bible book of Psalms was written by him. So let me just read this for you. It talks about how God is sovereign. The earth is the Lord's, verse 1 says, and the fullness thereof, the, wor- the world and those who dwell therein. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. See, God created the universe out of nothing. Now, we recreate things and we are creative, but God's the only one who makes something out of nothing. Basically, if you go to the Bible book of Genesis, the very first uh, chapter there, it says that God created. That word created means out of nothing. No one has ever done that. No one will ever do that. But God's the only one who makes something from nothing. And God does that, and he creates that. He's the creator of all, uh, and it's him who's done that. He's made the materials and then made things work. It is his. He's the one who designed it. And as, I love how Colossians, you can write this verse down, Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 17, it, it talks about Jesus, who is God, who created what we have, and it says that he is the one who holds it all together, all by his right and by his power. There's another uh, place in the Bible in the first Chronicles. It's in the Old Testament. Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11 to 13 says this, yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. Now, those words are are, are pregnant with meaning. The word greatness means to, to claim a divine honor. The word power means strength or the ability to produce an effect. The, the word glory is, is, is a word that means weighty or it, it, it's, it's beautiful in that. It's so beautiful it just seems like it's weighty. And also majesty. Uh, it talks of, uh, of how Im- this impressive dignity that walks in and takes over the room and then splendor, which is the excellence and grandeur of the moment or the person. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours, God. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hand are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. See, God is is all-powerful and sovereign. He is over everything. He's the owner. He's the master. He's the Lord of everything. And though we may possess items, bought stuff, made things, birthed a human, it's all still God's. Our house, our car, our wife, our husband, our kids, our parents, our job, our bank account, our paycheck, our time, all God's. And if certainly if you've come to that place where you believe in Jesus as your Savior, you are owned by him. Now, the kids at VBS learned a, a great truth that, that if they want to connect with their great dive master, uh, God, they, they, they can't because there's something that's weighting them down. There's something that's pulling them away from God. And the Bible is really clear about that. The Bible speaks of that. It's called sin. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that sin separates us from God, and we can't enjoy the reality of his presence, which in God's presence and connected to him, we really live out our full potential. Uh, We can enjoy all the benefits and blessings of being connected with God, and we'll be ushered into heaven when we die. Without that, we're separated from God. We won't fulfill our potential. We won't be able to be blessed by the, the, the very presence of God, and we won't make it into heaven. 
And, and so it makes sense that, that we want to explore this and understand this and get to know God. And when we come to faith where we believe that we're sinful and need a Savior and that it's Jesus, we, we are connected with God and now can enjoy all the blessings and benefit from that. And we've, we've moved from being owned by sin to be now owned by God so that he becomes our owner, our master, our boss. And he's the best boss ever. A boss to be loved and to be feared and to be lived for. As sovereign Lord, see, he should not be just an addendum or or an add-on or seen as something we made up to soothe our need to worship. This world is not some cosmic accident with random chemical interactions that somehow evolved into what we see. This universe was created, designed by God with all systems and and orders and natural process to sustain life. There's actually no other logical explanation. There's always, and no matter how deep you go into science, there's always a leap of faith that this might happen. It's like the the, the Earth's axis. It's so precise. And if if off even a fraction, you know, the, the Earth is tilted a little bit. That's why you always walk like this. No, but it's tilted a little bit, and it rotates around, and then it goes around the sun, and then that, 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 that particular degree of tilt is so precise that if it's off a fraction of the degree, life on earth poof, would be gone. That didn't just happen uh, from some galactic explosion. The probability of that is equivalent to a bomb going off in a printing factory, and boom, out pops a dictionary, all bound, all set, all the definitions exactly how it should be. It's that improbable for that to happen because there's a, a, an intelligent designer that, that put it into being. Even our own human bodies, they're amazing. Look at your neighbor and say, you are amazing. I mean, just the makeup of the human body is, is, a, is incredible. I mean, all the systems to work as they do, nervous systems and to, you know, think and see and all. I mean, the eye is, whoo, man, that thing is just amazing how, you know, you can look at people and go, whoa, look at you. And, and, and not only that, the, the enzymatic makeup that flows through the chemicals that flow through our body are so precise that, that if they're off just one little bit, boom, you're gone. And yet there's this incredible balance and there's no scientific or mathematic equation to make it fit right that couldn't have happened it's impossible it's not impossible when you understand we had an intelligent designer who a god who spoke it into being someone who takes nothing and makes something and being he's the owner his rule governs and so we should join in surrender to his way and his will and to know him. I love how Psalm 37 puts it. It says, be still, be still before the Lord, wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. To be still is to surrender. I love what the verse above says. It says this, here's how to surrender and here's how to be still. It's to, to trust in the Lord and do good to dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture, to delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, to commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. Three things, trust, delight, and commit. 
Now, now to trust is, let me just demonstrate trust a little bit. I, I, need, some, I need some help here. Uh, Jeff, come on, come help me, would you? Jeff's going to help me here. He's, tr- trust me, Jeff. So come on here. Just tr- trust, trust me, would you, buddy? Just, just come and follow me. Come on, come on, brother. Come on, let's go. Trust me here. Can you just, just trust me? Come on, come on, Ray. Come on, join. Trust me, trust me, trust me. So it's, see, these, what are these guys doing? They're following me. That's what it means to trust. See, when you trust someone, you follow them. You do what they say, even though how crazy it may seem. And why, these guys are going, why, why is Mike doing this to me? Yeah, yeah. That's sweet. And we're going to go this way, guys. We're going to go back where we came. Look, they can walk. Um, but but the, this is the idea. Is they, is they trust. They trust enough. Now, give them a big hand. Thank you for that. Thank you for trusting me. See, I didn't make you do anything strange. Did I? Yeah, they're looking at me. I'm going to get you, Mike, for doing uh, but that's the idea about trust. The trust means that you're willing to get up and to follow and to, and to, to move. When we trust God, we're willing to follow him and to do what he says. <clears throat> but not only that, to delight and to commit. And when I think about that, I, 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 it, a good illustration of that is a really strong, loving marriage. And I got to see that this week um, in kind of a happy, sad way. Um, a wonderful couple, uh, Ruth and Jean Eggleston, uh, just became members a little while ago. Uh, they are the they are the oldest people to ever become a member here. They were like ninety four wow. years old, and they became members of church. Ruth said, "I want to become a member of church before I die." <laughs> uh, and um, and she went home to be with the Lord this week. Um, the elders had um, it's a you know it's a blessing. I mean, yes, it's we miss her, but uh, um, but it was she a month ago. The elders, your elders, I'm, I'm part of that team, and. We, we go out visiting before our, our monthly meetings. We go visit people in their homes and pray for them. It's a wonderful time of our, of our time together. And uh, we knew Ruth's, Ruth hasn't been here for a while and, and because she's been some complications and, and some issues. And so we went to her home, and she was saying, you need to pray that I go to home, be home with the Lord tonight. I want to go tonight. And, you know, Jean's over there. Her husband's going, not tonight. <laughs> uh, and uh, um, they are, you know, he, he was very sweet. She was very sweet, but we prayed, and, uh, you know, God, in your timing. And then um, we got word uh, this past Monday, and, and again, a couple of us went over. Ruth was not able to speak. She was on hospice, and they said, any moment now. And we prayed for her and, and prayed for uh, Jean and the family as they took care of her. And uh, Jean, when I walked in, Jean asked me, he said, I have a question for you. And he said, um, is, is it okay to to pray for a miracle that she'd be healed. And I, I, you know, she's, she hasn't eaten and drank anything in four days in any moment. I said, you know, it's, yes, it's fine because that's what your heart tells you to do. And that's the heart God gave you. They've been married for 70 years. So could you imagine seeing your partner after 70 years? They met when he was 17 and she was 16. They courted and then got married a little bit later. You wouldn't want your partner to go, even though you knew it was time. And just with great love and delight and commitment, he just wanted her to stay a few more days, a few more hours. God uh, came and got her on that Tuesday night, this past Tuesday night. You see, that's what it means to be, to delight and to to commit. It's It's having that deep love relationship with God that that you want to be with him, that you want to connect with him. 
and the delight of just being there. Jean stood by her side, hand on her hand, almost this whole last few weeks of her life because of that deep love that they have. See, to surrender to God is to trust in Him, to follow Him, and to delight and to commit to Him. See, and when we surrender to God's sovereignty, we obey. We seek to follow His plans. That's who God is. And knowing God better brings us to a whole new level of faith. Here's another truth of God to discover as we dive deep into his love is God is approachable. He's approachable. Look at three, verse 3 to 6 of, of Psalm 24. Who shall ascend to the holy hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his, pres- in, shall stand in his holy place? Who shall, uh, he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is a generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. And it says the word Selah. Whenever you see the word Selah as you read in the book of Psalms, it's a pause. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a note to you as a reader to, to just take a moment and kind of think through those past words, what they mean and what they're saying. And what God is saying here is that he's approachable. We can relate, we can connect, we can associate, we can interact. See, God is not some distant deity or, or elusive or too busy or thinks that we're too insignificant. God wants to relate to us. He wants us to relate to him. In Isaiah 55 verse 1, it says, God invites us to connect, saying, come, who are thirsty. And Jesus said the same thing in John seven thirty five. If anyone is thirsty, come. It's not so much about the need, but the opportunity. God is available. So here's an opportunity to find a quenching for what our soul thirsts for. And life does make us thirsty. I know, I know I've been thirsty. I was a, I was a swimmer and on a swim team, water polo team. And Whenever we'd work out and do swim at lap after you know, swimming for miles, man, I got so thirsty. And, and I used to love to drink, you know, sodas and chocolate milk and all that kind of stuff. But that, that doesn't really quench the thirst. What quenches the thirst? Water. Water. It's what our body is thirsty for. And for life, God is what our soul is thirsty for. And we can Drink him in because he's approachable. God is approachable. And so we're to go to him, to, to make effort. When it says have clean hands, it, it means to seek to live life God's way. Uh, it means that, to not set our hearts on other things. For when we seek God's face, there's a blessing in his presence. And such a joy and such an excitement. He's, he's waiting for you and him to interact. So take time to discover who he is and interact with him and and in the Bible is God's revelation of himself to us. So it makes sense to, to dive into it. And we may not know where, where to read or where to start. Just start somewhere. Begin to start reading. If you have questions, write them down. Ask somebody who knows. And when, let, let us help you. And, but begin to start understanding and gaining a greater knowledge of God. Don't just take your own thoughts. Well, I don't think God would do that. Well, how do you know? Go to the truth, the source. Go to his word. For knowing God better brings us to a whole new level of faith. One last truth of God to discover as we dive deep into his love is that God desires interaction. Let's look at the last few verses. 
David's writing here, and he says, Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, lift, O gates. Lift them up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. And again, that word Selah. Think and dwell and pause for a moment. The God of the universe wants to spend time with you. So open up. Give him your attention and let him in. Let him in. Open up your life. When David says, you know, lift up your gates, lift up you ancient doors, he's talking about lift up your own life and heart to God. Be a little open to, to learning of God and let him in. Let him in, the king of glory, <clears throat> the one who honor is due. You know, would you slam the door in the face of someone important, whether it's family or celebrity or someone you know that has really taught you a lot, a mentor in life? No, you would open the door to them. You would afford them the honor. God has come requesting our presence, desiring interaction. Honor him. Give him the glory due his name. I love what Psalm 29 verses 1 and 2 says. It says, says, ascribe to the Lord. To ascribe means to to kind of call out and and, and define, and not just that, but to actually believe what you say about God. Ascribe to the Lord, almighty ones. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. It's to give God praise, to give God uh, affirmation, and, and, and to give God the, the, what is due about his name, the appreciation and, the, and, and how we feel about him and how important he is to our lives. Yes, in words and song, but also in the life we live. And when we obey God and follow his word, we are giving praise and glory to him. So let him in. Let in the king of glory. But let God in, the Lord strong and mighty. Most literally, it means the victor, the victor in a battle over the ills of our sin effects, over the finality of death, over the slavery of sin, over the separation between us and God. Let him in. You know, if somebody rescued you from drowning or, or a burning building and they came knocking at your door, you would for sure let them in. And so let God in. And celebrate. I love Psalm 100 verses 1 and 2. It says, shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth worship the Lord in gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. It's being thankful to God for all that he's done for us. Not only the beauty of what we see, whether it's in the ocean or the plants and the lives that we have, all the blessings we have, but, but thankful for just each breath that we take. And then it's also living each day as a thank you through following him and serving him. We need to let him in. To let in the Lord strong and mighty. To let God in also for he is the the Lord Almighty. The all-powerful one. The sovereign one. And as David did so many times when he went to God, he opened the gates of his life and proclaimed like 2 Samuel 7.22. It says, how great you are, O sovereign Lord. There is no one like you. There is no God but you. And as we have heard with our own ears, this to be true. It's that daily recognition of how awesome and powerful and incredible and 
beautiful and majestic God is. And recognizing his high holy position in our own life. That he is that point of greatest influence and significance in our life. And that there is no other besides him in that place, not even us. See, the sovereign Lord God of the universe desires to interact with us. Why would we not? In his presence, we are changed. In his presence, we grow. We become more like him. See, for knowing God brings us into a whole new level of faith. So so why not take the opportunity? So let's dive in. Let's dive into God's love because God is sovereign. God is approachable. God desires interaction. And knowing God better brings us into a whole new level of faith. Now, these kids this week, they, they grew a lot. They had a blast. They sang great songs, but all about God, straight from his word. And they're changed. Some of them, you can see the brightness of in their life. Something happened to them. Some of you notice that. It's because they're, they're in the presence of God. I encourage you to get there too and, 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 and grow in your faith. Know God more. Read your Bible. And, and I encourage you to come to church sometime. Learn about God's word. And, 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 and you know that's what our whole children's ministry and youth ministry is all about. We want to encourage them and to know God more. The same with you with our adult ministries. That's why we have life groups that are coming up and, and opportunities to serve. There's a great opportunity coming up at the end of this week. I'd love for you to jump in with me in that. And, and, and all kinds of opportunities. And we'd love you to be part of it. We're going to help you in any way possible. And so I'll tell you about it later, but there's a connection magazine you can grab and it tells a lot about our church and, and how you might jump in. But God is worth it. He's an amazing God of love. And how fun it is to dive in and explore all that's there. Boy, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've dived or scuba dived, but when you go down into that water, it's like a whole new world pops up. And it's just beautiful. God's like that way beyond that. Will you pray with me? Father God, thank you for just the, the joy it is to know you and to, to love you and to experience you. And I pray, God, that as uh, we think about this even today, that we will... Uh, seek to know you more and to grow in you and even make strides to do that. Help us, Holy Spirit, challenge us with that and help us to grow deeper in you. Lord, thank you that you are an incredible God who knows us and is sovereign, who wants us to approach you and wants to interact with us. Help us to make strides to know you more, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.